You're listening to the Totally Buzz Podcast. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Totally Buzz UK Podcast. The podcast that takes you around the weird and wonderful stories on the internet that you may have missed in order to cheer up your case of the Mondays. I'm Laura, your regular host, with this podcast being in association with www.totallybuzz.co.uk. If you're new to the podcast, this bit might surprise you, but I'm not alone. I'm joined by a co-host who brings the sweetness every week. It's Cup K, a.k.a. Kaylee. Oh, I actually love it this week. Thank you for that. That was endearing. That's cheered me up, so thank you. I wanted it to be sweet. Anyway, how are you ahead of this beautiful Totally Buzz episode? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad on yourself. Fine, thank you. I believe Craig David is stuck in my head, so I, I'm basically going to do this podcast, not to cure my case of the Mondays, but to stop the phrase Bo Selector, what, three, two, one playing in my head again and again and again. <laughs> I've had an advert from TV stuck in my head, which I absolutely hate. It's the one for eBay. One where she's like singing, the love comes back to you like a boomerang. Oh my God, it's so annoying. Like, it's a good song, don't get me wrong, but like, it's got to the point now where I'm just so sick of the ad. We're going to get straight to it though for that weird and wonderful content that's going to cheer everyone up. If you're new to the podcast format and it's first time listening, basically, I'm going to tell Kaylee about three stories she may have missed that have been circling in the web that are really unbelievable, but also true at the same time. And we're going to discuss them. Hopefully it's entertaining for you. Hopefully it entertains her. It's all, you know, it's all a cheerful good time here at the Totally Buzz podcast because we're always buzzed. Whoop whoop. I think sometimes entertaining is a strong word with some of the stories we do talk about. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm buzzed I think about it's all of them. Buzzed about all of them. But we're going to kick off with story one and you're going to see why. This is going to get people buzzed. It's going to be cheerful. There is no downside to this story, Kaylee. Story one comes from Fox 35 Orlando, but generally the Fox networks have this across all their sites, but this is just the one I'm happy to be reading off, with the headline, Deaf Dog Sade from Euthanasia Drives Around Daytona Speedway. Now, there's a lot to like here, because it has a dog in the story. That's right. So, Daytona 500, famous race, famous racetrack. However, there was an adorable pooch on show called Gemma, who'd been rescued from Doggy Death Row, I am quoting the article here, and she oh spends God. the days with her loving human, and she drives. Gemma is completely deaf, but that doesn't stop her cruising around in her custom-made hot pink Jeep. She even got to go to Daytona International Speedway to partake in the Daytona 500 festivities recently, and got to travel around the infield on her custom-built four-wheeler. As they were at the end, it looks like Gemma could give pro NASCAR racers a run for their money. There's even a video on the article, which the article will be posted on www.totallybuzz.co.uk so you can go through and see all the stories we talk about and see the pictures and images that we're going to describe. But basically, it's one of those toy cars that you get in like a Smith's toy store or... A Toys R Us that are quite expensive. Toys R Us for our international, because I'm not going to... It's dead in the UK, before international yeah. listeners. But basically, <laughs> it's... You've, like... Just basically what you'd put a little toddler in, and it's it's beautiful, and the dog just drives it around. But, yeah, I don't understand how the dog is driving it, because it's not like there's a steering wheel and stuff. Maybe it's like a remote control type thing. It might be. That would make sense. I didn't even come up with that solution. I was just like, how is the dog driving it? How? <laughs> 
But then if it is a remote control, the clip of they've been driven onto the grass so wonky is now like, who is driving this? Are you blind? And then I realise it's insensitive because this dog is deaf. So my bad. But yeah, Gailey, feel good story. How do you feel? Feeling a little bit cheery? Uh, yes, but on the same side, uh, a dog has a 4 by 4 and I don't. <laughs> Can't be jealous of the deaf dog who was on deaf doggy row. Doggy death row. Fine, I'll let him have it. Or her have it. It's Gemma, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know why, but when you were describing it in my head, I thought it was going to be like a British bulldog. I don't know. I don't know why that entered my brain. Maybe there's been like a clip on TV or a movie or something at one point where there was like a British bulldog driving a little ah, car or something. I don't know. Deming and stereotyping British bulldogs as the bad dogs of dog breeds. And you're basically like, you know what type of dog would be on Doggy Death Row? A British no, bulldog. Driving a little car, but okay. No, rule Britannia, Kaylee. Rule Britannia. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's a cute dog, to be fair. And it's got his little, like, sash on saying deaf dog. Bless it. I mean, I, I suppose we kind of forget that these things, you know, happen to animals as well. In what sense? That they go deaf? Yeah. Like, obviously, you get, like, dogs that go blind and stuff, which is, like, quite common. But I always forget, like, dogs can go deaf. Like, I know that sounds really weird, but you know what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying, because you just don't imagine them having human problems. I say human problems. <laughs> not like they can turn around and go, what? <laughs> Excuse you? I did not rep- I cannot hear! But it's, there's ways and means of telling. Obviously, there's ways to test the hearing and stuff. Because I think I even saw a TikTok once when just been to the vet. Always thought my cat hated me because it didn't respond to instructions. Turns out it's deaf, so I kind of owe some apologies. Yeah, to be fair, my 18-year-old cat, which has gone quite senile, she's pretty much deaf. And half the time, I scare the crap out of her because I'm like stood behind her, and then she'll look behind her, and she's just like, "What the fuck? Where did you come from?" You know. And you like calling her for like the last 10 minutes. It's just nothing. <laughs> and you're like, wow, how rude. But that cat's like, I hear nothing. No, you're going to say, oh, I'd buy myself one first. But would you uh, buy a dog? I mean, it doesn't have to be a deaf dog. I mean, some dogs just need a Ryan style. Buy a dog. I mean, car. I know you say that I would buy myself one first, but actually, I think. Like, if it was my cat, I probably would get it one. Just Aww. like, because obviously the, the car's not going to be as expensive as a real 4 by 4 But I would get I just don't know anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're probably a couple of hundred pounds, I'm not going to lie. But, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see my cats going around a little, little Jeep. Maybe put a pair of, like, specially sized cat sunglasses on it. <laughs> would you uh, go for a Jeep then? You wouldn't, like, change it up? Because obviously, when you're thinking of, like, kids and toddlers, I've seen them get custom... Once again, this sounds a bit weird, but I've seen like rich parents buy their kids like a, you know, like a miniature version of a Mercedes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm a fan of four by fours, so I mean, I've never had a four by four, but it's you know, Mercedes G wagon. If anybody wants to sponsor this uh, podcast, that's what I want. <laughs> okay, we're, we're starting to aim higher and higher with our sponsorship goals. A few weeks ago, we were fine with Graham's milk. Now we're aiming for cars. I mean, I'm unemployed, Laura. My my brain's elsewhere. I was going to say, also with this dog, before we kind of move on, do you like the fact in the picture, and for those at home, the dog actually has a little harness on with a purple jacket to deaf dog on it, just so you know, so you can be aware, so you don't try and spook it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know it's probably not supposed to be cute, but it is. I think they've tried to style it, because they didn't have to select purple, girl dog, and also... It is always nice to hear a dog being rescued from doggy death row because I understand that looking after a deaf dog might have its, you know, some more difficulties. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, as somebody who approaches a dog like that, how do you approach it? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, like how you're not supposed to pet service animals. I assume don't 
approach it from behind. But I don't, I think most of these dogs, obviously their first instinct isn't to bite. They just might be a bit spooked. It depends on what life the dog's had. But it's just, I always think it's nice that a dog has found the right owner and obviously, you know, living his best life. I mean, they probably can feel all like vibrations and stuff, you know, like normal, like deaf people normal deaf people great no but i mean like human deaf people you know like when they sometimes go to concerts and stuff because they can feel the vibrations of the music and stuff so maybe feel the vibrations of like because you know like dogs hearing is supposed to be like so many times louder than a human so maybe when they're deaf they can feel the vibrations more that could work i mean we spoke at well me and scree spoke about dogs recently because we covered a story about dogs being the first to detect a zombie apocalypse so oh yeah no that's fair they're, they're the first to detect anything maybe it's heightened vision though because they that's like a thing they it might be their devils in my head turn down my hearing up comes the, the vision i don't know why but i always think that but i think it's because of like programs like daredevil and stuff like that but also it's like you hone your senses isn't it if you lose one you end up using your other senses more which then makes them strong yeah well i recently watched um a k drama where was it a k drama it might have been a, no it was a j drama i'm lying it was it was japanese but it was a story about this girl who was blind and basically she gets her like vision back in the end like she has some sort of surgery or whatever but like i was then i went to the toilet or something and i closed my eyes to see like if i could remember where everything was in the bathroom because it's, it's so interesting to think like how different and difficult life is when you've been taken like one of your senses have been taken away it's quite interesting but i definitely did not want to walk down the stairs with my eyes closed so i, I didn't feel, do that i feel i'd be quite all right and certain like knowing that but then also at the same time it's easy to picture because you have like the it's once again like the, you have the always have the reassurance that you can then just open your eyes and double check i know i know we are really but like this girl in this drama was like cooking for herself and all sorts like she just felt everything like she would um so say like she was cooking in a frying pan or whatever she'd put her finger over the pan to know if the oil was in the right place it was really it was weird but i'm I'm sorry about this because we're going to move away from the cute dog but we're still going to go to a weird and unbelievable story that i'm pretty sure everyone will enjoy apart from probably the man that it's allegedly about so we're going to go to the independent who actually have put up this story but it's also originally come from france bleu because we're going to France for this story, Kaylee. Adding that lit places for visits for the weird stories we do here. So just just to double check, what does, what does bleu mean? Blue. Nice. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I speak fluent French. Call me. Clearly. So the headline here is a man accidentally shuts down town's entire internet in France. So I'm going to butcher the town names. I really wish I hadn't joked about saying that I speak French now. <laughs> so there, I'm going to read a bit of this. Is Two French towns were knocked offline for several nights after a parent's misguided attempt to curb their children children's internet use according to local reports residents of messans and a neighboring town in southwest france lost access to the internet and phone signal from midnight to 3 a.m across multiple dates when an unnamed man used a multi-wave band jammer the unnamed man faces a 30,000 euro fine and up to six months in prison if found guilty of basically a mobile phone operator was first alerted to the issue when one of its antennas stopped working in the area a technician from Agency Nationale des Frequences, the ANFRFR, <laughs> is literally how it looks like it's spelled. I feel like it's just someone's typed up English, what the words look English, but they are not. Went to okay. the site with equipment to detect where the disruptions were coming from. Using his reader, the technician discovered hostile waves coming from hostile waves, such, such a dramatic way of putting it, coming from a house where a man reportedly admitted to using a jamming device to prevent his children from using the internet late at night. The alleged culprit believed 
believed he was only blocking the Wi-Fi info signal of his house, though the ANFR warned that these devices often have a wider range of impact than vendors typically advertise. They work by emitting a signal on the same frequency as the phone or Wi-Fi operator, preventing the device from receiving the intended signal. An incident report posted to the website noticed that the suspect's children have become addicted to social networks and other applications since the lockdown imposed during the pandemic. After consulting forums on the internet, the father had decided that a jammer was the best solution to put an end to these excesses, the report stated. The equipment did not jam his house, but also his neighbours, the inhabitants of his town and the inhabitants of the neighbouring town. Obviously, they're still investigating, and if it turns out it's not him, this will be even funnier, but how embarrassing is it that he accidentally cost two towns their internet? I mean, I think it's a bit harsh to fine him if he didn't intend to do it. It's not like he did it for, like, criminal reasons. You're worried about the fine. I'm worried about his jail time. In six months in prison. I mean, that is well. I mean, it's, I think it's a bit harsh. Like, give the man a break. I guess it's that all everything will be taken into consideration of that. But I guess it's the use of such a powerful device. He might have not meant to do it, but it's whether that device is then lit. It's... It's a whole legal beagle spiegel, but how embarrassed will you be? You the, you got to hold your hands up and be like, yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. I was just trying to... I probably wouldn't have said anything, but there you go. But at the same time, like, obviously, as a parent, you, you're allowed to, like, you know, if, if you don't want your kids to be on the internet, take their devices, you know? But then they might have been the sort of kids that don't listen, you know? But how many devices do kids have nowadays that could connect to the internet? A lot. If you think about it, I remember... Oh, my God, I remember phone. seeing once... It was on Twitter and this girl, her mum had taken a phone and her iPad and goddess what and she ended up posting a tweet off of her fridge. Oh yeah, I've seen stuff like that as well because people uploaded stuff from the Nintendo Wii when it was like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think same story. Yeah, um, interestingly enough though, my dad, I won't say where he works, but um, my dad has the sort of job to do with the internet and uh, one time I was around his house one evening and he was like oh yeah I've just um, turned off the internet for Cornwall I'll turn it back on in a minute I'm like what <laughs> what did you just do put it back on like you know it's, it's just the fact that my dad from his own computer can just press a button turn off the internet in Cornwall it shows you how easy it would be to do and why cyber warfare I mean obviously he has he has specialist equipment like yeah, he obviously I don't, I don't imagine your dad was in a basement with his like cellar tape and that and he's like I've made a device well actually his office is upstairs but yeah you get the drift well, other than that it's literally that with his roll of cellar tape and, his, and I'm picturing the dad from Honey I Shrunk the Kids <laughs> in now. Little hat yeah yeah, yeah. but dad <laughs> he's like I can shrink the kids honey and you're like yeah sure and that's how Kaylee went missing for so many I mean to be fair I have to ask my dad what he actually does for living so i just it's such a complicated thing like there's no specific title is he the internet elders from the it crowd because that's what i'm now picturing yeah. it's escalating <laughs> for me he has access to the big red button about it. that's the first rule oh no i'm sorry please don't shut down this podcast with your almighty red button power <laughs> oh i could <laughs> oh no Father. i was i was gonna say in terms of you sort of referred to it but in terms of te- using a jammer blocker so you would just round up the equipment and be like sorry guys i like i said i probably would just keep quiet i'm i'm quite i'm i'm, I'm a fairly big coward so i probably would just sweat profusely and stay quiet i like the idea that the person might should have just reported him should have just said i went over there and turned it on and off again and went back something else um so somebody um that i knew from like when i was at college and stuff he uh met up with me a few years ago just to like 
because we hadn't seen each other for years and he was telling me that um he'd he, him and his girlfriend i think they were they had a house together or something and he decided that he was going to do his own plumbing work like you know sort of thing and he went down into the drain like at her house and um, turned off the water what he didn't realize like my brother's house is that it was the water valve for the entire street and he turned off the, the water for the entire street. So um and then all of a sudden Thames Valley no Tem- Thames water van started showing up everywhere. So he quickly turned it back on and then just pretended it, it didn't happen. Oh my see it's just so embarrassing <laughs> though. It also shows you how easy it is. It's like unlimited power energy. Unlimited see so my brother can't have a proper driveway because they have to have access to um to the water. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they? Those selfish people are what it My brother's so unlucky. Like my brother, like all of his um all of his neighbours have excessively big gardens and my brother literally has like a triangle for a garden. But he's the water man. You can't have a decent driveway, you can have a shit garden. Also point out something weird with this story. The timing that the internet went out was midnight to 3am, right? I wouldn't bother that many people. Yeah, but how did it become such a big problem between across two villages? But also, why 3am? Like, because you're not going to be like... Oh, the children, like, it seems like a weird time to stop the jammer, you know what I mean? The children should still be asleep. Like, I mean, how old are his children? Because, like, I mean, as a teenager, I could understand, you know, they may stay up between those times, and that's why he wanted to jam it, because we didn't want them to be up that late. But, like, if it's, like, some young kids, you know, like, eight or nine, why are they up at midnight? Yeah. It seems it's just the timings that it went out, unless it just got pout. But then I say that. Stayed on longer or something, I don't know. I say so, right, but... When I was like nine, ten, my mum used to make me go to bed at eight, eight, eight o'clock in the evening. Like I didn't care. Like that was just—I mean, I love sleep, so that's just what it is. But nowadays, a lot of kids do stay up very late. So I don't—I don't know. It's, I think it's just a generational thing. But I was gonna say, um, as far as it goes, is this the type of thing though you would be like, "Ma'am, why is the internet working? Not working?" And there'd be people in the other things who time it just right and say, oh, "I just, you know, I fixed it by doing this," and it's like, "Yeah, you didn't." The person. Well, I suppose, like, so for instance, like my father, he does tend to work a lot of nights, and if your internet's down for three hours, how are you supposed to do your job? You know, also like at the moment, just, you know, put it out there because I am in unemployed. (laughs) Can I please get a job? I am staying up quite late at the moment. I keep going to bed at like 5 a.m. because I've got nothing to do. So I'm just constantly like on my phone. And um, I mean, if the Internet went out between 12 and 3, I'd be pretty pissed. And also a lot of stuff relies on um, relies on the internet nowadays, you know, like Alexas and things like that. That's true. I mean, how will people turn on their lights and could put their mute? Exactly. They trust to, they trust technology way too much. Um, but it's like people set alarms and things, you know, that way. You know what? I've just realised if the internet goes down, we're all fucked. Is what you're telling me. This is how. Yeah, pretty how much. Like, we are we are way too reliant on everything. I'm not gonna lie. What makes this funnier? You won't get the context and all the people at home. But I will say, I don't have my ad blocker on the independent on because it's one of those websites they don't like you having it on. Mm. So you can read the thing. And the advert at the top of the page is for War of the Worlds, the immersive experience, the musical. <laughs> so maybe the world is gonna end because the internet shut down. They have sort of tied in an ad relevant to right, that. It's not a uh, term. Yeah, I mean, it's close enough, though. It's close enough that I'm like, well, that's a weird targeted ad. Right, they are always listening. And that's Katie's advice on staying self-safe online. We're going <laughs> to move to the final story, and we're going to stay in Europe, Kaylee. We're not going down under, though you'll see why 
Australia is on my mind. We're not leaving the EU. No, we're going to stay here. We're going to go to Copenhagen, baby. Denmark, if you're not geographically inclined to know where that is. So this comes from the Associated Press website, apnews.com for short. And the headline is, Danish police seek info on apparent escaped kangaroo. Don't adjust your ears. I said kangaroo. Police in southeastern Denmark on Monday appealed for public to help to track down what appeared to be a kangaroo that was filmed hopping across the field. Police said on Facebook that a driver saw the Marisuperville hopping around near Osterolslev, a village 10 miles from the port city of Rodbyhaven, where ferries connect to northern Germany. They said the driver, whom they didn't identify, had the presence of mind to film the animal, although they acknowledged the three-second video they posted was short and grainy. Nobody has reported a kangaroo missing. The South Zealand and Lonland Folster Police requested any sightings or information on this animal's whereabouts to be reported to a non-emergency number. The animal is not considered to be dangerous. Despite the fact that kangaroos are not common in Northern Europe, it is the second time the same police district have reached out for help in finding one. In 2014, a kangaroo escaped from a private animal farm in the same area. And in July 2018, a kangaroo was on the run elsewhere in Denmark for half a day before its owner found it. So, Denmark and kangaroos. Yeah, Denmark and kangaroos. There's a long history here, apparently. Do you know what, right? Stupidly, I was going to go kangaroos in denmark and then i was like wait there are such things as zoos i mean but i get your energy because i felt the same reading this this is why i found this story so weird like and it like australia kangaroo on the loose i'm gonna be honest standard not that big of a thing you know new zealand close enough to australia kangaroos (laughs) you know denmark i'm not thinking down like london (laughs) London. if i see a kangaroo in london i will also be if i see one in france it's making me think of that clip um, the one where there's like that, kangaroo. it's like a deer or something. It's like a deer or an elk or something, and it's just like bouncing along the sand. Oh, that sounds quite beautiful. <laughs> I just feel like they may have mistaken it for a kangaroo. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel like this is the thing I was going to ask you first and foremost? While this story is completely true that the police have obviously want more information, they're going off a three-second video they post that was posted that was short and grainy, and nobody's reported a kangaroo missing. So do you? think there's a kangaroo missing in Denmark for the third time. I don't know. I mean, if it's happened that many times. Oh, but then, like times. you said, like you said, but then, like you said, nobody reported it missing. You feel like you'd notice if a kangaroo went missing. Yeah, like if it's part of a farm or something, you'd be like, oh no, Ruthie's missing. Yeah, there's also my theory, because obviously, I don't know how long kangaroos live. I'm just going to give it a quick Google. How long do kangaroos live in, in Copenhagen? Okay, apparently averages at six years in the wild to in excess of 20 years in captivity. Yeah, that's because I keep p- pumping them full of drugs. Okay, Kaylee with the zoo conspiracies. But I mean, also, and they're probably not near any predators. That also would be a big sign that they're not running for <laughs> their life, hopping for their life. But yeah. the kangaroo that went missing in 2014 escaped from a private animal farm. Would be hilarious if it's the same one. Yeah, but like, so. like, they reported it missing. Yeah, but maybe they haven't checked yet. They haven't done a thorough count. Then I like, I like the idea that the kangaroo went for a like little adventure, and then it's just like, oh, I'm gonna go back now, and then just like got back before breakfast, you know? Yeah, maybe that's why it's not been reported missing. You know, private animal farm popped in, popped out, and a little hop about. Yeah, like it's got its got its little escape hatch. Like it can just go wherever it pleases. It just makes me think of that um that episode of Orange Is the New Black with the chicken. So you thought that my head was straight to chicken run. I'm like, just let's remake it. Yeah, I, I was thinking chicken run as well, but I was like. Like, 
But they don't really want to go back, so... <laughs> they don't want to go back. This kangaroo wanted to go back. This was a night... He doesn't want to be a pipe, or does he? Oh, big up. They're going to bring out a second Chicken Run movie. I'm so looking forward to it. Yes, it's going to be good, but you don't want to make it better. Kangaroo Run. Thank you. Joey the kangaroo. Hey, excuse me. If we're going to reference a kangaroo movie, or any form of kangaroo... Kangaroo Jack. Yes, we are going to reference Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Bit odd that you knew what I was going to reference there before I uh, did. I... Weirdly, it wasn't a popular movie, but like it was good for its time. This is where I need to correct you here. I remember liking it as a kid. So much so yeah. that I have it on DVD somewhere. It's one of those DVDs I can't shift because obviously it's yeah. not worth anything and it's still around somewhere in this house. Yeah. Right, so there is that. But I was rereading the plot and I'm like, this sounds like a fever dream because it's about, you know. I don't even remember the, the plot. I honestly yeah, don't. I just remember I just remember the, the kangaroo in a red hoodie chewing. Here's the basic plot of this Kangaroo Jack movie is a mobster's apprentice, you know, goes around to track down someone. But they instead of killing him, they become friends, blah, blah, blah. And they want to go into the beauty salon business. I, I don't understand what's happening already. Really? You thought this is the same movie? Yes, yes it is. I am reading it. He gets a package on the plane, finds 50 grand, but it's like to do with the mobster, you know, like they're trying to leave behind. They accidentally run over a red kangaroo as soon as they get off the plane. Thinking it's dead, they put the hoodie on, the sunglasses, a joke for a photo. Uh, to make uh, it yeah. Blah, blah, blah. The kangaroo regains consciousness and then hops off with the 50 grand. And, you know, they, they're chasing down the kangaroo. And then the mobsters are going after them and they sort of become friends with the kangaroo. And, I'm writing this. Yeah, and then it's like an undercover. Co- I'm just skimming over this. So anyway, they get their jacket But then obviously the movie ends up, spoilers alert, because you're not going to watch it, guys, is that they end up getting the 50 grand back, but they don't give it back to the mobsters because all the police get involved. And they end up getting the 50 grand to launch a new line of hair care products bearing a kangaroo logo. And, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, and then kangaroo, now called Kangaroo Jack, is revealed to be living happily in the outback. Now able to speak again, he breaks the fourth wall and explains that the film should end with him closing and he does the famous parody of Porky Pid's famous catchphrase, that's all blunks. Like, but obviously... Wow. So that's the premise of the film. What what year did that movie come out? Come out in 2003 in the United Kingdom. Oh, I would have been eight years old. Nice. That's almost 20 years ago. I was 11 and I I just love kangaroos. Wow. My mum used to go around like Morrison's and there was like the video DVD section. My mum probably just picked it up on a whim like, oh, they'll enjoy that. And yeah. Beautiful. But just to tie it back quickly on the the Denmark kangaroo thing... Best Were you going to say Denmark? I was going to say the Danish kangaroo, but we don't know if he's Danish. So I don't want to assume <laughs> his nationality. That's a tricky thing to do in the Danish. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say you're the police force. Best way to catch a kangaroo. What are you thinking? Net. No, I'm joking. Leave <laughs> some cheese on the floor. No, I'm joking. I don't know. I feel like I'm playing Family Fortune. Best way to catch a kangaroo. Any like cartoon ever. It's just like, you know, um the coyote and Roadrunner. Ideal. I mean, if that's how the Danish police do end up trying to catch a kangaroo, it's not gonna go well because that never got caught. I mean get it a red hoodie and some sunglasses, I'm sure it'll just fall right into your lap. Just lay it out in a box. Who wants to be the next kangaroo jack? Who's making a comeback? Come here, boy. Come here. Another one of these like Loch Ness Bigfoot conspiracies where it's not actually a kangaroo, it's probably just a dog or something on its hind legs. Do you like the idea that if it is that and the guy's like sort of showed this footage to say, I think I saw a kangaroo and it's just like he's having a laugh. Oh my god, have you got the footage? 
There is no footage released. No, they haven't released. Ah. But if he has sort of like, you know, sort of, it's a prank, right? Jokes on him yeah. because they've had previous kangaroos loose in Denmark. He probably didn't know that. And now he's like, oh, I didn't realise this could happen. So I'm actually... <laughs> oh, no. Do you know what I mean? It's just very bizarre. But then it's like, you know, you see weird stuff all the time nowadays. It's probably a sign that the world's going to end. Speaking of, here are the adverts. So you're listening on Google Podcasts. Hit subscribe on the Totally Buzz UK podcast to keep up to date with your weird and wonderful fix. Don't forget to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Team Sancho's Nachos, Team Relegated Niles, Team Man United have been the early frontrunners in the Totally Buzzed FPL League. Can you dethrone them? Check out www.totallybuzzed.co.uk. You may know him from the podcasts. You may know him from Twitter. But did you know that you can also follow Squiggy at twitch.tv slash squiggyplays for all your gaming content? Use the hashtag TBOA to join the conversation. Do you use the Good Pods app? Find the Totally Buzzed UK podcast on there today and help us climb the charts. Just how many red cards will Laura rack up in FIFA 22 Pro Clubs this season? Double digits? Triple digits? The elusive thousand? Follow Totally Buzzed on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash totallybuzzed. And we're back. The world has not ended. And that means we can actually do TikTok Spotlight, which is Kaylee's exclusive segment of the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Kaylee, hit the crowd with it. Oh God, you really build it up. Um, basically, this week, me and Laura have chosen this because I sent it to her and she was like, yes, I approve. But basically, it's a, I don't know if it's Amazon particularly, but it's just a delivery guy. And the person who he delivered to requested that he do like a sing and a, a song and a dance. And it's all caught on their ring camera. And it's, to be honest, it's just, it's splendid. So, oh, I can't remember. He's singing Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, is that right? I was just trying to remember which which the band was. So, yeah, so it's uh, he's doing his own version of Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. But it's just, it's fantastic. You just have to watch it. It's, it's something to really uplift your week. So, there you go. Enjoy. The link will be on the Totally Buzz website, which is in the companion piece. So, you can find yourself. Oh, my God. Sorry, I just thought of a really stupid pun. <laughs> All you could say is, he definitely delivered. <laughs> Katie there, looking for work, remember. Unemployed. Don't know why oh, jokes God. like that. Anyway, it is a really feel-good one. And I was going to say, Katie, would you make your delivery d- driver dance? Or feels like um, I mean, one. I would probably cringe. They would probably cringe. Like, obviously, we've spoken about photos on delivery before. Like, they catch you at the candid moments. You open the door and they're like, snappy, snappy. I'm like, what are you doing? To be fair, like, um, so I had some, some clothes and stuff recently delivered. Um, and the, the man who took the picture... He actually cut my face out of it, which I was quite happy about because I was just like, just woken up in my dressing gown. I was like, and literally when he took the picture, because you know, you can kind of tell that they're doing it. I was like, I'm not going to look attractive in that. So, you know, then they send you the picture just to sort of say, oh yeah, we did deliver it to you. And I was like, oh, thank God he cut my face out of it. (laughs) See, I still love the picture of my dad looking confused as he opened the door. That's my favourite one. 
I did see a tweet go viral the other day going, I didn't know my dog could open the door. And it was her dog getting the parcel at his feet. Like, there seemed to be no one else in sight other than the dog. It was like, how did he do that? Awkwardness goes, I wouldn't make, I just feel, I feel really uncomfortable even joking with my delivery driver to dance. Just because they might turn around and go, fuck you and throw my parcel. I mean, I love the idea because obviously years ago it was a completely different thing. But it's like everybody had their local postie. Like, you would know your postman. Whereas like, yeah, exactly. Whereas nowadays, I mean, I've worked for Royal Mail. I know what it's like. But like, I mean, some people do have their usual route. But a lot of them, you have somebody different on it nearly every day. So like, how do you get to know your your delivery person that well? I mean, they could have been a family friend, I suppose. But I mean, imagine knowing your postie that well and be like, oh, you know, next time you come over, can you do me a dance? Like, I don't even know how I'd approach that. Like, I used to be a princess at kids' parties and that was nerve-wracking enough. I really could not perform and sing in front of someone's door randomly. I'm not going to lie. The way he was like, just, you know, come over and dance with me, it really sounds like some sort of invitation for more. Like, you're hitting on them. Be so much more innocent than that. It, it could, but you see my... I feel like now, if you invited your delivery driver to do anything, it does sound a bit like your proposition yeah. your delivery driver. Oh, well, I suppose it's like, I've got you a package <laughs> or whatever. But, I mean, you don't know that maybe one day he was delivering a parcel and just randomly singing and dancing to himself, you know, because you just sort of, like, you zone out to all these cameras and stuff. So, like, my neighbour has a ring camera, and 90% of the time I forget it's there, and I'll be talking to myself in the driveway, and, like, they've sent us footage before of things, and you, the microphone picks up so much, like, it's ridiculous, but what I'm saying is, maybe he was singing and dancing to himself, and perhaps maybe the woman who requested it had children, and maybe they were like, oh my god, that's amazing, we should get him to do something else, you know? I love the idea you pointed out you're unemployed and in the last 10 minutes you said that you sing and dance like a crazy person, talk to yourself in the driveway and there's foot <laughs> and just other, unavoidable. like, what are you looking for in an employee? Someone who can talk to themselves? I'm your girl. It's how I work, Laura. Well, how you work is also if this podcast takes off and becomes a massive success. So, I will now tell everyone that's listened. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars on Spotify. Hit the follow, subscribe button. Rate us five stars on Google Podcasts. Hit the subscribe. Hit the subscribe wherever you're listening to. Overcast, Podchaser, Good Pods. All the platforms that we're available on. Just hit five stars. Give us reviews. Help us win. Support the word. Tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter at TotallyBuzzUK. Spread the word and listen. Also, check out the website at www.totallybuzz.co.uk. Follow us on YouTube at TotallyBuzzUK. Check us out on twitch.tv at slash TotallyBuzz. Kaylee, anything to plug? Because I'm using my speedy pluggy voice. Employ me. That's right, she's plugging herself and she can be yours for the low, low price of... Carry on. Now, I realise how bad that sounded. We do not approve of these messages. Anyway, good night, everyone. Join us next week at Monday at 7am for a new episode. Ciao, ciao. This podcast is brought to you by two chatterboxes and a lovable Geordie at totallybuzzed.co.uk.